ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM, featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. Good evening and welcome to Sports Info UM. This is Daryl Oliver, University of Miami. Eddie, hey, you didn't do so well this weekend. But hey, let's get into some college football. Sam, Sam Sword to my right. What's happening, Sam? How you doing, Sam Sword, University of Michigan? You know, uh, we're starting to roll now. We're uh, finally utilizing Denard Robinson and his great talents. Uh, we will face a tough Michigan State, this team that has uh, really owned the state for the last four years. But uh, we look to take our our state back a lot of exciting football this week starting off with the number one team in the nation alabama well hey university of alabama is doing what they do roll tide roll you know when you beat somebody 40 42 to 10 uh a good missouri team you know missouri has history man you don't just go into you just don't go to missouri and just just trounce on teams like that and you can see these young running backs for alabama just taking his toll to uh that big offensive line doing what they do just pounding people you know, just running it down your throat. And, you know, I hear some talk about Alabama's quarterback being a Heisman candidate, but I don't see that yet. I really see the running game dominating what they're doing. Well, hey, hey their running game. Alabama's going to run the football and play tough defense, and you said pound, and uh, that's exactly what Alabama did. When you can run the ball for 362 yards and hold your opponents to three yards rushing, you're going to win every ball game unless you just turn the ball over. Lacey had a big game. The freshman yelled, and Lacey had 18 carries, 177 yards, and three touchdowns. Uh, yelled in 18 for 144 and two touchdowns. But the main thing is Alabama, they run the ball. Great defense, controlled the, the clock. When you had a ball for 36 minutes, you're, you're talking about an opposing team that's going to be tired. And, you know, you look at a lot of these scores in the top ten, you see a lot of high scores. You know, Alabama, they're not going to give up a lot of points. If you're going to beat Alabama, you're going to have to play some sound defense, and you're going to have to stop their run. That, that's for sure. Hey, but um, South Carolina had a, had a real struggle against uh, LSU and, and came out on the short end of the stick. Um, Coach Spurrier just didn't seem like he got it together, and and Les Miles did, and you know he did what he really wanted to do the week before in Gainesville, which was run the ball, pound and ground, just run it, run it, run it down your throat. And and this LSU quarterback, I just can't see them winning a the national championship with uh, with this young man at at that position. Uh, I I can't see that LSU. Uh... They're going to have to get better quarterback play. It's, there's no doubt about that if they're going to be a serious national championship contender. But when you can run the football, again, a team, you're, lo- you're looking at these games and you're looking at the Alabamas, the LSUs, the Floridas of the world. They, they want to run the football and play tough defense. LSU, 258 yards on the ground. South Carolina, with one of the best tailbacks in the country, 34 yards on the ground. That right there tells the tale. When you can run the ball, you're going to be able to control the clock. LSU, 36 minutes and 57 seconds in time of possession. Uh, and they got a big running game from a freshman, a big spark. Jeremy Hill came in, had 124 yards and two scores, one of them going for 50 yards. And, uh, you know, LSU in Death Valley, they've won 22 straight games at home. And, uh, 
I don't see them losing no time soon. Uh, if, if they can get better quarterback play, they're going to be in it. Uh, great defensive line, great defense. And, hey, they lost to Florida, but it wasn't because of their defense. It, you know, they got to get better offensive play. Got to get better quarterback play. Well, you know, the number two team actually now is the Florida Gators. And, uh, you know, the, the Florida Gators went into Vanderbilt and did exactly what they were supposed to do. They won a game, 31-17 game they were supposed to win. They did it. And, and man, I'm, I'm about to say that um, I'm going to have to eat some of my words because I really think Coach Muschamp has turned this program around and really have them on the right track. They don't miss Urban Meyer. I'm sure some people in Gainesville are happy he's gone. And uh, and, and patting Urban Meyer on the back, saying that, not Urban Meyer, but uh, Coach Muschamp, saying, hey, way to go, doing a great job. And I got to do the same thing. Way to go, Coach, doing a good job. But, however, number two, only in the BCS rankings, third and fourth in the regular polls. Yes. That, that, that BCS was, uh, is where the money the, is, the BCS $642 million, um, more than a million dollars. The BCS is where it counts. At, but uh, the, the great thing for a lot of these SEC teams is they play in a conference that have so much respect nationally. So if you continue to win, a one-loss team from the SEC will be in the um, national championship game. I agree. But, it, but it's like a broken record here. Florida, 326 yards out of four. 403 on the ground. When you can run the ball, you're going to control the clock. And if you play sound defense, you're going to be fine. And, uh, you know, one of Tim Tebow's records have, have fallen. Driscoll, he had, a, he had a monster day on the ground. He ran for a Florida record for a quarterback, 177 yards and a three touchdowns. A lot touchdown. of yards for only a eleven quarterback. Ca- only 11 carries. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that hey, was, there was one 70 yard run. Very impressive for, <laughs> for the young man. But hey, when, they're going to have to make some plays in the passing game this they, week. They are going to have to make when, some when plays. When South Carolina comes to town. Not only South Carolina, the old ball coach, the, the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback from the Gators. Former Gator. Yeah. The, the national championship leading coach. Yeah. The man who really got this role started, uh, uh, Steve Spurrier, is going to come in town. And uh, being the competitor he is, you know he's going to want to stick one to his former club. And that's going to make the victory even sweeter for the Gators. <laughs> Trust hey, me. Hey, can I ask you guys a question? <laughs> I'm do going with see, South Carolina. Do you, do you see some of the similarities with Driscoll that we saw with Tim Tebow where he's He's almost like a, a third running back in the backfield where he's not really honing those skills that's going to take him to the next level. And if we can see, continue to see this young man run the ball like we see him running the ball, I think we're going to find some of the same problems that we find with a lot of these running quarterbacks. They're so banged up by the time they get to the NFL, they cannot stand in the pocket, and they really have not learned how to be a pocket passer. And I see this happening with, with Driscoll, and I hope that Coach Muschamp gives this, gives, give this young man a chance to go to the next level and be a productive That's a valid point, but however, Driscoll, when he runs, he doesn't put the shoulder down and go straight forward. He goes, you know, he runs around the side. He's got that outside speed to be able to uh, to gain some yards. I also think one of his big advantages are which is a difference from Tim Tebow is the the system. There, he's in more of a pro style system than Tim Tebow was in. You know, Tim Tebow was a spread quarterback, took a lot of snaps out of shotgun. Now you see Florida lining up in some power formations. They're running the football, play action, play action pass. So that's allowing him to go through reads and make some tough throws. But uh, I also think the young man's a little bit more athletic than Tim Tim Tebow and uh. Gillisley had a tough week, but would he end up with like 143 yards or something? I mean, 
they said it was a tough week for him. It is grinding it out, you know, two or three yards here, two or three yards there. I, I, Young I man out he, of the I don't think he hit the 100-yard mark, but he was oh, close. I he did. And he had some, uh, you know, he had some tough runs. And, and sometimes, you know, you're going to have to grind out those two and three yards. And as the game progresses, those two and three-yard carries become five and six-yard carries. Well, and, one more thing about the Gators. They have five guys returning for this game against South Carolina. Good so point. We're not going to necessarily see the same Gators that we saw last week against Vanderbilt. We, we're going to see um, um, Jenkins, a, a linebacker. He's coming back easily. Defensive end, he's coming back. Harrison, a center, he's coming back. Um, Wilson, the starting guard, he's coming back. Nixon, starting tackle, he's coming back. And one thing that I heard Coach Messchamp say about the difference in the SEC and the difference in the league he came from out in Texas, um, he says, you can play with four down linemen in this league and get pressure on the quarterback. He said and that is the reason why they can they cannot really run a spread offense. You don't see a lot of spread offense in the SEC. And I was I guess I really never thought about it like that. But he said the athletes on the defensive line in this conference is just so dominant that you cannot you you just you cannot run a spread. They're not gonna they're not gonna survive week to week with the beating that they're gonna take. Right. I mean, you look at LSU's D line, you look at Alabama's, you look right. at Florida. Yeah. You're talking about guys that are six five to six six, three hundred pounds, but they look like they were, they look like Greek gods. Yeah, and, and you know those guys look good. They're not fat. They're 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 cut up, just nice and lean. They're long and athletic and. It, it's tough, but I think really it's the mentality that the SEC bring. You know, it's a very athletic conference year in and year out. You're talking about the conference that have the most players selected in the NFL draft. And uh, it's tough. And, you know, if I'm a quarterback, I want to go to a team that's going to allow me to get to the next level, that's going to put me in a pro-style offense. Because a lot of the guys that play in the spread, they're stereotyped. I agree, and that's my concern with, with the Gators quarterback currently right now. Hey, but let's move on to um, Kansas State did what they were supposed to do. They went it, went to Iowa State and 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 beat a good team. You know, uh, there's another Deland running back, uh, Chantrell Johnson, that plays for Iowa State. Uh, he's he's a local kid here from uh, Volusia County. Played at Deland High School, but hey, I uh, Kansas State has really just done a, a great job of just moving along one game at a time, and beat some really good opponents, too. They've taken down Oklahoma and the University of Miami. Well, the University of Miami is not much to take down, but, uh, you know, Oklahoma was very impressive Ooh. this week. And, uh, you know, Kansas State, Coach Snyder, great, great coach. Uh, it only took it, 10 minutes for him any, to get in there. <laughs> I mean, he set it up so so sweet, oh, though, yeah. you know. <laughs> Timing is everything. And, uh, but, you know, uh, speaking of Kansas State, Coach Snyder, uh, he's just done an outstanding job. And, and just looking at the stat sheet, when you can control the clock, for 40 minutes and 54 seconds. I mean, it's going to be, it's hard to not win. And, uh, you know, they're getting great quarterback play. And they, like you said, they're just chugging along. They beat a tough Oklahoma team and a tough Miami team. And, uh, you know, hey, they're undefeated. And uh, they're moving on. They're so moving why did on. you skip over West Virginia? And the next game is West Virginia. Oh man, the, the number they were number five, but Texas they're number Tech, seventeen now. Yeah, number seventeen. Wow. Texas Tech is five and one now. And you know, uh, it was a quarterback in the game that put up video game numbers, but it wasn't the Heisman favorite, Geno Smith. You know, Seth Dodge, Dodge threw for four hundred and ninety-nine yards and six touchdowns. 
in the um, 49-14. Impressive victory over uh, West Virginia. The one thing I can say about Mr. Geno Smith, he didn't turn the ball over. He's done a great job of protecting the football all season long. Uh, tough day, you know. The defense for Texas Tech harassed him. Uh, congratulations to um, Texas Tech. And, and, I, and I just want to make one comment. Um, Tommy Tupperville, the head coach of Texas Tech, University of Miami um, grad assistant. He started his career at the University of Miami. Just letting you guys know that. Throwing well, a bone. Yeah, but this BCS system, it, explain to me so that the fans will also know. Texas Tech, 49, West Virginia, 14. They're both 5-1. and one. They're both 2-1 and one in the Big 12. But in the BCS, you've got Texas Tech now rated 17th, and you have... West Virginia rated 13th. How can that be when they were just strength of schedule? A lot of it has to do with the strength of schedule. And what does strength of schedule strength, mean? Strength of schedule means uh, if you're in the SEC conference, let's let's take Alabama for example. They're going to play LSU. They're going to play Georgia. They're going to play Auburn. The more teams you play that's ranked in your conference, the more points you're going to get. And also, after you play those teams, the success they have after you play them factors into the point system alone with the various rankings uh, that's out there, the computer polls. There's three or four polls that are used to determine uh, the overall. Can the numbers lie? Of course they can. And is that where the conjecture comes in? I mean, when it gets down to the end, can it be determined solely by numbers as opposed to someone thinking this team is really hot right now and no one's going to beat them? Can we fudge the numbers for teams that we want to see? I didn't say fudge the numbers. I'm asking, can we fudge the numbers for teams that we want to see? Now, you know, and, and I think West Virginia has a national following now. I don't think Texas Tech is ha- has that same national following. But at, at the same time, when you play these cupcakes on your schedule, you can't get a lot of credit in the national media. You can't get a lot of credit in BCS polling through the computer when you're playing these teams that, you know, when you play in Savannah State, not to say that um, Texas Tech has played Savannah State. But what I, what I will say about that also is uh, – you said Texas Tech is uh, number 16. 17. 17. West Virginia, 13. West Virginia in the 13. BCS. Neither one of those teams will be a factor moving forward in the national championship picture, being ranked that low in the conferences that they're in. I mean, now, if, they, if that was an Alabama team uh, and they lost and they were like that, when you got fl- the Floridas of the world coming up and you have big games coming up on your schedule, that's going to give you the opportunity to jump. And if you're looking at the uh, the rankings, uh, South Carolina's currently number seven so they're going to move even further up in the rankings if they can go to Gainesville and beat Florida and that's kind of how it's going to work if you, you look with at one the, loss yeah with one loss you see Alabama Florida South Carolina uh, LSU you have four teams from the SEC in the top 10 in the BCS rankings. you had Florida State losing by one uh, one point to the uh, North Carolina State which they should have won that game but by one point, they're still mired in 12th place. 12th yeah. place last week, 12th place this week. And, uh, you know, they're not going to get a lot of points this week when they beat Miami, so it's going to be tough. Oh. <laughs> you know, that's our homecoming. And that only took 12 minutes to get That is, That is our homecoming. And I, I expect you guys to expect a big game. That's all I'm saying. Don't, don't expect us to lay down for that game. This is... An in-state rival game, and uh, and we'll be there. Well, the only problem I got with it is uh, Florida 
state and uh, wears gold helmets, right? And uh, <laughs> so did Notre Dame, and that was going to be a close game. They might, have a, they might have some nightmares. Hey, but moving forward, uh, you had a number seven team in the country, Notre Dame. Uh, just a great game versus the number seventeen uh, Stanford Cardinals. Uh, a little controversy in the game, you know. Uh, Notre Dame's defense have been outstanding all season long. Uh, their offensive kind of chugged along. But uh, they had a big goal line stand. And uh, the, the, running, the running back in overtime, the running back was on top of another player. So technically, he wasn't down. And he reached the ball over the goal line. And what appeared to be a touchdown was not a touchdown because the official blew the play dead. I mean, it went to replay, and, uh, you know, it clearly showed that the young man got the ball over the goal line. But the one thing about college, high school, the NFL, is when the whistle is blown dead, the play is over. And I, and I mean, there's a lot of people talking today saying that regardless of what happened, there's no way Stanford was getting out of South Bend with a victory in a situation like that. They were just not going to get that call. So uh, what is your thoughts on that uh, That game? It was an outstanding game. You know, I, I, I played in South Bend, and um, twice I played there. We won both times. Um, we were very fortunate to come out of there with wins. Now, at the same time, I've seen some University of Miami teams get taken in South Bend, Indiana, and I've seen some Michigan teams get taken in South Bend, Indiana. And I, and I would have to say it's a little discrepancy there, man. That um, Touchdown that, Jesus gets some people, man. It's well, tough. that's true. It is tough, man. I, I'm just telling yeah, you. He, he got he got Stanford on, on Saturday. That's just one of the um, – I mean, He I, gives I, and take away. I'll tell you what, I've been to a lot of stadiums, but when you're taking that ride to the stadium, uh, yeah. when you're on the campus, it's just a beautiful sight. It really is. When you see that Golden Dome, I mean, when oh, you hear man. the stories of the Golden Dome, but when you actually see the Golden Dome, I mean, it really is. It's something about that. It it's really amazing. is. It is amazing. Hey, guys, you're listening to Sports Info UM on WELE 1380 in Norman Beach and on the Voice America Network. When we return, we will break down the Ohio State-Indiana game and the Oregon State-BYU. We'll be right back. Has your insurance been canceled or non-renewed? Have your premiums increased dramatically? Are you looking for a new agent? Why don't you call Accord Insurance located in Palm Coast, Florida today? Accord Insurance offers home, flood, auto, business, life, and health insurance at affordable rates from A-rated carriers. Talk to an Accord Insurance agent today, 386-447-8950 or www.accordinsurancepalmcoast.com. Accord Insurance, Volusia and Flagler County's premier insurance agency, providing you with quality insurance you can afford. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on The Voice America Sports Channel. Livingston Warrington and Sword, PA, a full-service law firm located at 20 Airport Road, Suite A, Palm Coast, Florida, serving Volusia, St. John's, Flagler, and Putnam Counties, practicing in the areas of bankruptcy, divorce, and child support, injunctions, 
criminal defense, foreclosure defense, real estate, probate, and general business litigation. Need help? Call Livingston Wilton and Sword, PA, at 386-437-5833. The number again is 386-437-5833. For an appointment and mention this ad and your consultation is on the house. Livingston Wilton and Sword, PA, Attorneys at Law, the obvious choice. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time. On the Voice America Sports Channel, the talk doesn't get any hotter. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 386-523-1380. That's 386-523-1380. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Sports Info UL. This is Daryl and Sam. I got rolling with us in the studio. Hey, Sam, there's a couple more um, college games I'd really like to get into. We got the uh, the much-hated Ohio State Buckeyes, you know, Go Blue. Uh, they're, they're the number eight team in the country. They beat Indiana 52-49 behind the sophomore sensation Braxton Miller. Uh, but, you know, Urban Meyer, all is not uh, – Happy in in Urban Meyer's world, you know, he called the defensive meeting uh, with the coaches and the players, and uh, one of the players said to go out and give up 49 points against Indiana was just embarrassing. And, uh, you know, Ohio State, they're undefeated. They're ranked high. They have a Heisman Trophy candidate. But when you give up 49 points to Indiana, it's telling me when you get ready to play the Michigans of the world, you're not going to win giving up that many points. Well, I, I, can, I would agree with you. Um, Ohio State's defense has to tighten up. You know, but um, when you only got one thing to stop at University of Michigan, that is not a real tough thing to do. You know, and when you look at Braxton Miller, he's a very versatile quarterback. He can run. He can throw. We see him every day in practice. I'm the better not, version. I, I'm not. I'm not so so. I'm not so sold on that. However, Sam, um, USC did beat Washington uh, 24-14 this week. You know, and USC, they're, they're just chugging along, you know. They are. To me, they have a great defensive coordinator, Monty Kiffin. Uh, One of the guy, best. Guy that's just considered to have invented the uh, Tampa the Tampa 2 defense. He's, he's a great coordinator. He's helping his son out. Uh, I, I think that uh, USC will definitely be a factor in the Pac-10 race, but they're going to have to beat a tough Oregon uh, Ducks team later on in the year. Uh, Oklahoma is new to the top 10. They, uh, Oh, man, you're talking about a beatdown. Uh, they, they got Mac Brown considering retirement with the 63-21 uh, victory, uh, the whooping that they put on Texas. You know, for a Texas team that uh, – 
to go out and lay an egg in a, in a big time rivalry game like that. Just imagine the effects that that's going to have on recruiting. If, if a kid is considering Texas, if I'm an Oklahoma coach, when I go in his living room, I'm going to say, why would you want to go there? We just beat them 63 to 21. Uh, so, you know, it, Texas has definitely has some work to do coming off two tough losses. And, uh, uh, another team in the top ten that uh, we failed to mention is just Oregon State. You know, uh, Coach Riley has done a great job with Oregon State. Uh, Cody Vass is playing well. Uh, they they beat BYU forty-two to twenty-four. Young man passed for three hundred thirty-two yards against what was ranked the uh, the number five defense in the nation, pass defense in the nation. So, uh, you know, some teams they stay under the radar and all they do is win. They don't get all the style points. So, uh, you know, and and you're talking about a rivalry. Can you imagine Oregon State and Oregon going into the last game of the season undefeated? That'd wow. be amazing. That would be amazing. Before hey, but, but, before we leave college football. Are we done with college football? I, I want to make one more comment okay. about college football before we go. I really think Coach Brown is missing Coach Muschamp at University of Texas. The program really has not been the same since he's gone, since he left the program. Good observation. Two years ago, he's yeah. been at the Gators for two out, years. Uh, Texas went out. Uh, I can't think of the young man's name right now, but they went out and uh, spent a lot of money on a big time defensive coordinator. I think they got him from Mississippi State. Uh, I can't call his name off the top of my head, but. Uh, it's it's I don't know what's going on in Texas, but you're it's not from a lack of recruits. I mean, every year they're going to have right. a top ten recruiting class. Uh, sometime, man, you have to self evaluate. Texas have had a lot of success, and with success, there's a lot of turnover. Guys are moving on; they're getting promotions. Well, the head coach in waiting means something. That means you're a pretty valuable asset to that program. And when he left. Yeah, you know, I think a lot, a he lot knew, of his assets left with him. He knew that Mac Brown didn't have any intentions on retiring anytime yeah. soon. Mac so tells his, that his, every week. So, so his best opportunity was to take a head coaching job somewhere else, and there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, Good no. observations, and when we talk observations, we wouldn't be complete talking about college football without recognizing the Cook family. Carol Bino Cook passed away oh, at age yeah. 81. Uh, just passed away, and uh, he'll be remembered as an expert in friendship. He also was a college football historian personified. So our thoughts and prayers go out to the Cook family. Yes, yes. they do. Uh, a great man missed. Oh, Bino. man, you talk about Bino. Uh, <laughs> Bino had some, some, some great, great – he brought – excitement to it i mean i looked forward to when uh bino came on and uh he made his picks and uh, the excitement he brought with those picks you know i'll never forget when he uh, he told us that we might as well just send the band because there's no way we would beat penn state i got a big laugh out of that and uh you know when you talk about a historian just a guy that was like in a, a football encyclopedia he would definitely be missed and a lot of guys that are in the sports uh, radio business and sports announcers, I, I guarantee you, they looked up to Bino Cook. Uh, I assume you will be screenside uh, Saturday for 3.30 for the big game? No, no, I'm going to watch something on PBS. Where do you think I'm going to be? <laughs> I was talking with Jim Donnan today. I mean, he was tell you this. Somebody fed him some raw meat. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, he was, you know, talking about, oh, he's saying Ohio State hasn't played anybody. It isn't that tough of a con. Well, it's not. Well, I, it's not well, I, think, I think Penn State and Wisconsin are two good teams. Well, I have an iPod, a friend, uh, a friend made for me. Okay. And uh, it has songs. I have no idea how it works. I I plug it in. I plug it in. Let me see if yeah, it is. Uh, I'm trying to see if you know what this is. Okay. The name 
Anyway, that's thanks to ESPN Radio. Just a little bit of Bingo Cook. Bino Cook, we will miss him. Oh, yeah, he will be missed. For sure. Hey, uh, where are we going now? We're, we're going to the Major League Baseball, hey, man. I, yes. I, I tell you what, I'm, uh, you know, I'm from Michigan. I love the Wolverines. Uh, I'm not a Lions fan. I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon. But I do appreciate the Detroit Tigers, the Red Wings, Pistons when they were the bad boys. But uh, I, I tell you what, the Tigers have the, the Yankees in a tough spot. You know, the Yankees are they're going to be without their captain. They're Mr. Do-Everything. Uh, Derek Jeter is very unfortunate that uh, that he was, ankle. that he fractured his ankle. You know, he's a Michigan guy. Just want to let Daryl know that, that he yeah. was at Michigan for a semester <laughs> before before uh, the boss brought in all of the money. Uh, but, you know, hey, Detroit lead the Yankees 2-0. Uh, shut them out last night. Uh Won a, a very exciting game in game one in overtime in uh in extra innings and in twelve innings uh and uh actually last night was three zero but at one point in the game one to nothing yeah controversial call at yeah, second Harry. base throw from right field caught uh, Cano off the bag and uh you know from the position of the umpire couldn't see it he the, couldn't uh, see the it. replay clearly showed it is it time for the replay. In National League or in baseball? I, I think we mentioned that a couple of weeks ago when we had the infield fly rule call. Uh, I, I definitely think in in the playoff situations that that there should be more. I mean, like you should be able to have a red flag or something where you can throw in a in a pillar call. I mean, uh, referees—they're only human, and uh, sometimes you. You can be in a situation where you can't see everything. I like the fact that the ref took ownership. He said that, hey, the umpire said, hey, I blew the call. Uh, you know, it happens. I'm sure the Yankees, they're not in a in a in a good mood. What you do is you automatically have another umpire in the booth. Okay, uh, even two people if you have to, to to look at the play and instantly make a call. Call down to the plate umpire. The plate umpire calls the field umpire. Says in review it was safe, and then it's it can be reversed. Now, I, I, this this play, some people say, well, you know, Cano uh, scored after that, so did it really make a difference in the game? Yes, it can when you're dealing with your relievers. A 1-0 versus a 3-0 mm-hmm. counts, so everything in baseball counts. That's why we cannot have instant replay in baseball, because everything counts. The balls or, balls or strikes counts. The, a foul ball, whether it hits the line, it counts. Uh, whether the ball hits the home run pole it counts um, whether he traps the ball when he catches the ball, whether whether it's that close at first base, that close at second base, third base, home plate. It's so many things in baseball to we really just can't. We can, and, and guess what? The game is already three hours and a half. In other long. words, you don't sterilize baseball. Don't sterilize baseball. And and and, and I'm saying I, I like the I like the idea of of having someone. Maybe give to them be able calls. to review the call. You you have to maybe one, maybe two, but you have to have something because you know what? It, it's okay, and there's a lot of uh, judgment calls until it affects you from moving on to possibly playing for a World Series. The game so, is slow. Yeah, yeah it is wow. slow. It's long, Man, but at the same the time, the you want the refs to get it right. You want, want them to get, get it right. It, we want to get it right. But do do we have time for them to get it right? Well, they do in the Little League World Series, but ask, it's shorter games. I, I guarantee you. Game. I guarantee you this. Ask a Yankee fan, do they want an instant replay? <laughs> yeah. I, hey, I would agree with that too. All the Yankees are saying that today they want instant replay. But do we really want to add another 
30, 40, 60 minutes to a baseball game. You know, we I said say the, no. We said the same thing about the NFL when they brought in the um the replay when and they the brought NFL it back. Has tweaked and, and and you know what? Times. Maybe Major League Baseball need to tweak it where it's shorter. And if you have someone in the booth like uh like Roland said and they buzz down to the home plate umpire, it, it's I say you have a, a retired or former umpire in a booth. You don't put it in the coach's hands. And if it's a call that clearly has been blown, you buzz the home plate umpire. Maybe it's not a situation where you allow the coaches to, to buzz or throw something, but you have officiate, uh, uh, umpires in the booth. And they're watching, just like in the NFL when there's a controversial call, they bring in the expert analysis, and he's going to give you his opinion on what's going to happen. You buzz the home plate umpire and say, hey, he missed that call, and the players don't know what's going on, and then that's a system that can move move along very fast. The camera doesn't lie, but the game is human. That's what it's all about. And, you know, and baseball does have have replay. They have replays on long foul balls and home runs. That's it. And they look at those in New York at the MLB headquarters. Uh, and it's a, it's a pretty quick process. If it, you ever see a home run that, that's, that some discrepancies involved in a home run, they're looking at it in New York. They get back on the phone with them real quick and say, hey, it's a home run or it's not a home run. So uh, there was interference with that home run or was not interference. That's the system that we're looking to implement. That's exactly what we want. We don't want the coaches to be in control. We want New York to be in control, someone that has an eye and know that, hey, let's just get it right. And and listen to me, guys. This is not not football where we have 16 games in a season. You know, these guys are playing 160 games a year. This is a a lot of baseball these guys play. So this is the, you know, and that's a lot of time. If we added 30 more minutes to each game, that's a lot of time. They just oh, okay, don't have so it. so let me ask you this: When they hit a home run, and and New York is looking at it, and they call and they call it in, does it take 30 minutes? No, it doesn't. It doesn't no. take 30 minutes. No, it does. So uh, last night, if New York was looking at that play, would that have taken 15 minutes? They what? had it replayed before the coach ever made it out to the umpire to even talk about it. Right. So so that's telling you that it's a it's a a situation that can be expedited and it's something that can be definitely. But there, there would have to be some way, like coaches now, if they throw the flag on the field in football, they they lose a timeout. Well, you don't have timeouts in baseball. Let's so go three balls. So what do you, I don't know. Or a, I don't know. That's I don't why know. I say you don't allow the coaches to, to challenge it. To even challenge if it. If you have the you have your people in New York, yes. whomever, yes. looking at it. If there's a discrepancy, yeah. they call in and. Well, hey, guys, you know, the St. Louis Cardinals and the San Francisco Giants seem like they're in the playoffs every year. You know, the Cardinals won it all last year with a team that came from out of nowhere. And here we are looking at another Cardinals team that you can hardly name one player on the team. And they're still in the hunt. And I mean, seriously, in the hunt. This is not a this is, you know, and I guess with their history, you have to kind of expect them to beat it. Well, you also have to look at San Francisco. San Francisco has some new players uh, from this year. They didn't have, you know, from twenty or from uh, uh, 2010, they have some new players that are playing now. Let's give kudos to Bruce Bochy, the coach, yes. who took San Diego from yes. nothing to something, okay? And now San Francisco, 2010, now 2012. Um, but San Francisco, I mean, uh, St. Louis is up 1-0 in the series right now, playing tonight. Current score in the top of the second inning, San Francisco 1, St. Louis 0. That's the update. And, you know, Chris Carpenter, he's uh, looking to, to add to his legacy, and he's down right now 1-0 like you just mentioned, Roland. Uh, 
I think that's going to be a long series. I'm thinking maybe seven games, and I'm going with uh, I'm going with the Giants. So many distractions though back on the Yankees side because the Yankees manager Girardi just attended his dad's funeral. Wow! You've got Derek Jeter on the injured list. That's the heart and soul of the team there. Um, a Rod hasn't had a hit oh, since um, listen, since May. These guys in the in the middle of the lineup, they can't. Oh, even, they're not even hitting their Grand, weight. Granderson hasn't it's had a, had a, had a hit since um, late early September. Cano was hitting you know, like uh, no, what's his face? Uh, Robinson hitting, Cano yeah. was hitting like a, like a bandit, like six fifteen. Now and he's he hasn't had a hit since like uh, when June. And who's, I mean, <laughs> come on, man. These guys just have not had hits. And who's standing them down? Justin Verlander. Yeah, Verlander. Yeah, Verlander's Getting doing his credit. thing, you know. I mean, so, hey, you're down 2-0 and you face Verlander. So, uh, if so, you're Detroit, where else would you rather be? That's right. Uh, the Tigers have been tough, uh, tough in, in their home stadium. Um, it takes five to win, guys, or four to win. That only means they need two. Can can um, Detroit take it home on the Yankees? Well, they got to win two out of three at home. And they got the Triple Crown winner on their yes. team, too. You know, but one more thing from the Yankees, guys. We all know with the bats that the Yankees have, if A-Rod get hit, Grant get hot, Grandison gets hot, and Robinson Cano gets hot, Ugger gets hot, these guys can win games with their bats alone, and it all it takes is, 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 is three games, and they're out of here if and I'm going De- to the next If I'm series. Detroit, I want to take care of business at home. I do not want to go back to New York. Point blank, period. Good point. Well, they'd have about just as much chance to winning as uh, the guy jumping out of the uh, plane up there way up in the sky, what, 24 and a half miles up? You talking about Felix? I'm talking about Felix Baumgartner. Baumgartner. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know <laughs> you know what made him drop faster? The extra large kahunas. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. Uh, 833 miles woo. an hour. You know, we, wow. were t- we were talking about Felix before we came in, and yeah. I was just like, wow. there, no there, way. there's no way that uh, – I would have been that brave to. Uh, I watched just to it make live on the Discovery Channel, second per second, and to watch him inside the capsule and all the countdown opens up the door and he's 128,000 feet. That's right on the edge of space, guys. Yeah. You can't go any harder, yeah. higher. It keeps bouncing against the atmosphere, and for him to jump out and then successfully land. There's one part of this story you may not know about. That lead doctor on this, his wife was also a parachutist, like he was. And was a doctor on the discovery, which disintegrated. Wow. So from that point on, they tried to figure out how could we have a spacesuit, how could we have a, uh, a backpack and something. Can we save astronauts? And that was part of the reason that wow. he did this too. That's so uh, wow. really an amazing, that. amazing, no history amazing lesson feat. Also. Yes, yeah. it was. Eight hundred thirty-three right. miles per hour. That's flying. Wow. He did not. He, by the way, he broke the sound barrier. But he did not break the freefall record, which was four minutes and 36 seconds, set back in uh, 1960 by Kittinger. Wow. He, he went four minutes and 22 seconds. You and are, he says he'll never jump again. You are listening <laughs> to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Network and on WELE 1380. When we be back, when we come back, we're going to get into the NFL. Livingston, Warrington, and Sword, PA, a full-service law firm located at 20 Airport Road, Suite A, Palm Coast, Florida, serving Volusia, St. John's, Flagler, and Putnam Counties. 
practicing in the areas of bankruptcy, divorce, and child support, injunctions, criminal defense, foreclosure defense, real estate, probate, and general business litigation. Need help? Call Livingston Woolton and Sword, PA, at 386-437-5833. The number again is 386-437-5833. For an appointment and mention this ad, and your consultation is on the house. Livingston Wolverton and Sword, PA, Attorneys at Law, the obvious choice. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network. And let's talk football. Has your insurance been canceled or non-renewed? Have your premiums increased dramatically? Are you looking for a new agent? Why don't you call Accord Insurance located in Palm Coast, Florida today? Accord Insurance offers home, flood, auto, business, life, and health insurance at affordable rates from A-rated carriers. Talk to an Accord Insurance agent today. 386-447-8950 or www.accordinsurancepalmcoast.com. Accord Insurance, Volusia and Flagler County's premier insurance agency, providing you with quality insurance you can afford. America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. You're tuned in to Sports Info U.M. with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 386-523-1380. That's 386-523-1380. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. To Sports Info U.M. Sam, let's get right into the NFL, man. Green Bay and Houston played a good game last night, and some consider Houston beat it up being the best team in the NFL. Well, Green Bay showed them that they were not the best team, beating them 42-24. Aaron Rodgers had a superb game. And, man, I mean, Jordy Nelson, is he going to stop catching touchdowns? I think he got three touchdowns last night, had an awesome game. Hey, and they don't even they didn't even have Cedric Benson in the running attack yesterday. Jermichael Finley, he's injured, not playing very well. But the Packers look good with and, and one of the leading receiver. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, you know he uh, he looked like the MVP. Aaron Rodgers uh, last night, uh, uh, he he had it going last night. And uh, I tell you what, I, uh, it don't matter what defense you would have put out there. The way he was throwing the ball last night, and Jordy Nelson was playing, uh, it was going to be tough to beat the Packers. Uh, 
you know, hey, Green Bay's three and three. They're lurking. You know, uh, they, I'm sure they're trying to finish this second quarter of the season. Uh, if they can get to five and three, you know, they had a controversial loss. They could easily be sitting at four and two right now. But uh, they're they're going to be dangerous down the stretch. The defense played well. Uh, when you can limit a, a a tough back like Aaron Foster to 29, 30 yards you're going to have a chance to be very successful. I just want to see if the defense can continue to play like they did last night because that was a great way to bounce back after such a disappointing performance against the Colts. Well, and another team who looked like they were on their way to the Super Bowl, but like they had a revenge factor on their mind, San Francisco 49ers. A lot of people thought they had a, a, a instant track to the Super Bowl, and the New York Giants – and Tom Coughlin, a team that continues to just roll along, take the punches, take the criticism, and still come out on top somewhere or another. And Eli Manning is an elite quarterback. I'll say it again. Hey, I tell you what, the the, the thing that the Giants defense, they return to their dominant form. You know, six sacks, three interceptions, uh, just, just beat up San Francisco. You know, I, I was looking at that game. That was Definitely an opportunity for the 49ers to make another statement after just rolling the Jets and rolling Buffalo and then to be at home. Everyone's excited, and the Giants came in. And, uh, you know, Eli's just steady, 15 to 28, 193 yards, a touchdown. And Bradshaw, since he's came off of a – I think he saw a little Wally Pip in his future, and he said, hey, if I don't start running the football – then I'm going to give Wally Pip uh, another strong performance after coming off a 200-yard performance, 27 carries, 116 yards, touchdown. And uh, from the U, Andrea Rowe, you know, had two interceptions, two big interceptions, and uh, the, the Giants just rolled, and they're sitting at 4-2. and two. They're top of their division. And uh, what more can you say? You know, Tom Coughlin, great coach. Uh, they just find a way to get it done. The University of Miami represents every Sunday. Don't forget. Hey, hey, but man, the New England Patriots. Too bad they don't do that on Saturday. Ah! Hey, the New England Patriots, man, lost a close game to the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle, and um, and you know, a lot of a lot of people were, you know, I guess picking um, New England to just go in and roll through Seattle, but Seattle's defense is a stout defense, man, and uh, and and I guess we have to give a lot of credit to their coach too. He's done. A, he's done a great job. He's put himself, put his team in a position to to go to the playoffs. It looked like they're doing doing some things out of Seattle. Well, well I, I want to meet those people who just thought New England would go into Seattle with the twelfth man and enroll Seattle. You know, Seattle. Uh, they, they play Seattle a physical, has a rookie they, quarterback. They, they have a rookie it's quarterback. Hard to, it's hard to they, win in this league. They, they, they play a physical brand of football, and then their defense. You're talking about a team that relies more on their defense than any team in the NFL. Welcome to Seattle. But hey, that same rookie quarterback was uh, he star? He was a star among stars yesterday. 16 to 27, 293 yards. Uh, Three touchdowns and a big touchdown late to Sidney Rice, uh, a 46-yard touchdown. Uh, and you're talking about the Patriots' number one ranked offense versus Seattle's number one ranked defense. I, I'm always a firm believer is that offense win games and defense win championships. Uh, Pete Carroll has his team on the right track. They're four and two, have a monster game Thursday night versus San Francisco. The winner of that game, uh, I look for them to control that division. And uh, I tell you what, I wouldn't bet against Pete Carroll. Well, I'll tell you this, man. I told you guys this two weeks ago, New England will not make the playoffs this year. I'm going to stand behind behind that statement. 
everybody in the AFC East is three and three. New England, the Jets, Buffalo, Miami, they're all three and three. And I'm telling you right now, all of those teams below New England can beat them. The Jets can beat them. Buffalo can beat them. Well, Miami the Jets, can the beat Jets them. get an opportunity this week. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure that, uh, you know, New England, they missed the field goal. The defense was a little disappointed. They uh, let the lead uh, slip away yesterday. But at, at the end of the day, if you're sitting three and three, you're uh, tied for the lead in your division. You have arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. I- I'm happy right now. I'm not happy about being three and three, but three and three. A couple teams that are three and three, a couple uh, they're two, three games out of first place. So uh, New England, I'm sure they would love to be five and one, but at three and three. They'll beat the Jets this weekend. You heard it here first, and uh, they're going to make the playoff, Mr. Oliver. I'm sorry. You know, uh, I think you're hating on Michigan, man. You're hating on Brady, but it's all good. That's in the AFC East and AFC South. Houston, 5-0, and points for 149 points against 73. They, their defense is showing up. Their offense is stellar. Is Houston for real? I would have to say, I would, I would have to say yes, they are for real. And, I, and, and at the same time, when I watched the game last night, they looked a little too for real. Like they had to prove a point. Like they, every time you look up, people getting off the pile, and the Houston Texans seemed like they were running their mouth and, and just kind of shooting off at the mouth. Oh, you mean a, lot of, extra a lot of Miami players play for them? No, 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 they don't. Oh, oh, they don't. oh, oh, oh. But I'm, I'm just saying, <laughs> when, I, when I look at that, and, and trust me, man, I played at University of yeah. Miami, but it was nothing more – I didn't like the unsportsmanlike conduct among athletes. Well said. And I and and when you see that kind of attitude that the Texans had last night, it was a, it was like they're a little overconfident. And I think they might be one of those teams that has to come back down to earth. And maybe that was a game like you yeah. know last night was that game. Last night was a it was an opportunity for them to make a statement, even though they were five and zero. Oh, uh, a lot of expectations. Uh, you lead. MVP coming into town. The Packers was coming off a tough defeat to the Colts, uh, an opportunity to make a statement. Uh, I, I was a little bit more disappointed in their defense. You know, you're talking about one of the top-ranked defenses in the NFL, and they got rolled last night for 42 points and six touchdowns. Uh, so, you know, but the mark of a great team is uh, how do you handle adversity. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how Houston bounces back. Uh, they they have arguably uh, they have a big three in Schwab, Johnson, and uh, and Foster, and uh, you know they didn't get the job done last night, but uh, I think Houston is a team that's definitely going to be a factor in the AFC. And you know when when Houston lost their number one linebacker Cushing's last week, you know whether we believe it or not, that is a that's like the quarterback of that defense. That middle linebacker, he sits right there in the middle. He makes the calls for the secondary and the defensive line, and I think we saw some of the effects of that last night, too, with their defense. Hey, but, uh, man, the Baltimore Ravens uh, beat yeah. the Dallas Cowboys. 5-1. And, 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 and they are 5-1. Are they are are they a pretender? They, they, or, or are you are you going to say they're one to of the me, Baltimore, contenders? To me, Baltimore is the most fragile 5-1 and one team in the NFL right now. And, 161 uh, points for, and, 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 117 and I, to 18 and, points against. And, and I say that because... Their heart, their the heart of Baltimore has just been snatched up out of them. When when you lose your your leader, uh, Ray Lewis, a uh, 17 year vet, arguably one of the greatest middle linebackers of all time, uh, you know it, it's going to be tough to overcome that. I mean, the guy that lost gets everybody for the year. And, uh, and and when you looked at that game, looking at that game, the Cowboys had their way, their way with uh, 
with Baltimore yesterday running the ball. You know, they ran the ball. They rushed for 227 yards. I have never seen a Baltimore defense give up that many yards. And that was the first time since they moved back to Baltimore that they gave up that many yards. And, uh, you know, they were lucky to get out of uh, – Yesterday with the victory, they won the game, but they they lost Ray Lewis. They lost their best cornerback, Webb. They lost their their best defensive tackle, uh, Nata, uh, to a strength MCL. And Ray Lewis and Webb, they're done for the season. Uh, they're uh, Jimmy Williams, the other cornerback, went out with leg uh, with leg issues. So uh, you're talking about a team that depends on their defense that are. It's going to be tough. You know, Ray Lewis wasn't playing at the high level that he normally plays at, but who's going to replace Ray Lewis? That's true. And I guess my question is, um, have we seen the last last game of Ray Lewis's career? Was that the last game? You know, because, you know, a lot of people is speculated, you know, last year was he going to come back, and, you know, and then this year he's back. He, he has some age on him. And, um, 17 guess, years of wear and tear, man, wow, just getting beat position. up at, at that position. But I will say this, you know, I've, I've heard Ray Lewis say several times, uh, uh, and Bill Parcells has also said this, is when you start talking about retirement, you might as well retire. And, uh, you know, I don't think – I think Ray Lewis is going to work hard to get back in uh, – I don't think we've seen the last of Ray Lewis. Well, I hope we haven't seen the last of the great University of Miami middle linebacker. Go ahead, get it Ray in, man. They Lewis. need they need a Ray Lewis you now. Know what I mean? you How know, about over in the NFC? Chugging along the Atlanta Falcons. They're yeah, six. They're six, six and zero. Oh. They uh they beat the Oakland Raiders Are they yesterday. Twenty three to twenty. I'll tell you what. Uh, I I think Atlanta has some of the best weapons in football. And Roddy White, Julio Jones, uh, Michael Turner, Matty Ice, Michael Turner, uh, uh, Gonzalez, the the Hall of Fame first ballot tight end. But uh, I'm not buying the Atlanta Falcons right now. Uh, you know they they've struggled the last couple of weeks. Uh, they shouldn't have to. Beat the Oakland but Raiders on the last second. You're only going to need to win though. three to four more games before they're definitely in playoffs. You and know, to, to me, it's about uh, to, to me they want to get home field advantage, so they can uh, you can play you guaranteed two games at home if you if you win. But uh, you know, just the fashion that uh, that they won ball games in lately, I, I'm not real big on it. But the uh, Bears, one of the stingiest defenses there is going on, they're leading in the uh, North Division. Four and one record. Four and one coming off a of bye. So uh it wouldn't surprise me one bit if we see the Bears in the Super Bowl this year. I'm not sold. I'm not I, sold I'm not sold on the Bears either. I'm not buying the Bears I'm either. I'm definitely buying the Bears. I think the Bears got one of the best one two combinations in the league with Brandon Marshall. Inconsistent quarterback play. How about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yesterday? You're talking about a big performance out of Josh Freeman, uh and they rolled Kansas City, uh, who was uh without their quarterback, uh Brady Quinn got an opportunity to start through a couple of interceptions. But, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Freeman had a big day yesterday. Well, the receiver Jackson that came over from San Diego, he came over, brought a lot of money with him, and I think he's earned that money too. I really do. Hey, and, uh, you know, the, uh, another game in the state of Florida, St. Louis uh, Rams, man, when you – um, they, they had – Two to one advantage in the yards, 460 plus yards to Miami's 200 some yards. The Miami escaped with the victory, 17 to 14. The Dolphins are now three and three. The Dolphins could easily be five and one. They lost a couple tough games. What well, a mystery game has to be the Philadelphia Eagles. How how can Michael Vick play defense and they win? I understand he's turning the ball over. I understand that he has some issues with with um, controlling the ball, but 
Michael Vick has put this team in position to win two weeks in a row, and the defense just cannot hold they it. Have, they have definitely dropped the ball, man. They had a 10-point lead with 10 minutes remaining in the game, and uh, they lost another heartbreak in overtime on a 45-yard field And from field Daytona goal. Beach, the chase standings. Clint Boyer with a big win. Brad Keselowski still in front uh, by uh, seven points. Jimmy Johnson. Denny Hamlin, those are the only three that have hey, So a what's up? Has, has, has Earnhardt Jr. just dropped out of the race? Yes. Why, didn't he ride, why didn't he drive yesterday? Concussion. Concussion. He's out for oh, two, two races. Saturday, yep. Didn't know out it. for two races. He'll be know. out for Kansas, too. That's oh. the end, guys. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to Sports good. Info UM. Uh, hey, Darrell, it, it was a pleasure uh, bashing your Hurricanes, man. Uh, we represent every Sunday, Sam. Dun, 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 I'll be dun, at the game dun, this weekend. Homecoming down in Miami. And we will whoop up on Florida State. Thanks for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.